Welcome to Jane Unchained, featuring best-selling author, TV journalist, and JaneUnchained.com founder, Jane Velez Mitchell. In the next few minutes, you'll hear a secret solution to the problems that plague our world. If you want to revolutionize your life, get truly joyful, and jump to the next phase of human evolution, all it takes is one simple choice. Now, here's your host, Jane Velez Mitchell. Oh my gosh, so excited to have you guys listening today because we've got some solutions to the problems that plague our world. Indeed, uh, we've got a situation where if we just redirected some funds, we could actually, actually Um, create a vegan world and avoid uh, an ecological apocalypse. Mm -hmm. So uh, what I would like to say is I am so excited to introduce today an incredible, incredible guest, Margot Corey, who is in Canada, and she has an amazing template to redirect money, veganomy redirect money on nonsense and put it into causes that are going to save the world. Take it away, Margot. Okay. Well, first of all, what you're doing is amazing. The, the, you, you have your uh, hearts in the right place, but also you guys are thinking clearly with this whole redirecting money thing. I mean, we've been thinking about it for a long, long time. So I'm really excited to share how um, we've personally redirected our company, but how anyone even wanting to start a vegan business or has a business can do the same thing. Um, and uh, so what I love most, uh, Jane, about what we do is you, you and I know that um, uh, veganism isn't just a diet. You know, it's a, it's a full lifestyle of uh, complete nonviolence. It's a, it's a lifestyle whereby we aim to do the least amount of harm that's practically possible. So that's why, I mean, our product, I've been thrilled that it's actually not, uh, not, food right now because people wonder how can a deodorant be vegan you know it's vegan because um uh, it's cruelty free there's no animal products so i want to just encourage everybody to um remember and look into anything that's vegan whether it's a hairdresser or uh you know skincare it's super super important so the fact that veganism is a lifestyle is what really we're uh promoting and creating education on um tell us about your company because full disclosure we met doing a couple of events where we were trying to, of course, create a vegan world to a, prevent uh, an ecological apocalypse. We see it. We see the Amazon on fire. We see the West Coast of California on fire. This is the beginning. Yeah. This is the appetizer of what we can expect. 130 degrees, not far from where I live here in California. Um, it's going to get worse. It's going to get much worse. And what's the root cause of this? The root cause is animal agriculture. It is the leading cause of deforestation, habitat destruction, wildlife extinction, because we're only 7.8 billion humans uh, forcibly impregnating, you know what that's called, torturing and killing 70 billion land animals every year. They're eating most of the food that's produced on this planet. They are the reason why we're destroying forests to grow cropland. So they are the leading cause of world hunger. And of course, meat and dairy is the leading cause of human disease. One out of every four people prior to COVID dying of heart disease, processed meat, hot dogs, bacon, et cetera. 
deli slices, officially cancer-causing, according to the World Health Organization. So when we say we want to create the veganomy, we're not doing it for ourselves. Guess what? We don't get a commission every time somebody eats a veggie burger, okay? We're doing it specifically, specifically, so that this planet doesn't go up in flames, Margot. So tell us about your product and how you're taking um, what would seem to be capitalism, you've got a problem, product, you're selling it, you're making money, but you're turning it into a world-saving uh, project. Tell us about that. Yeah, absolutely. First of all, you're absolutely right. Uh, animal agriculture is the leading cause of everything that you mentioned. Um, the veg economy is something I'm so excited about. So this is how it happened, Jane, and I want to encourage all companies listening to be super open-minded because I I know sometimes we hear, oh, donate more and it kind of, you know, we know we need to stay afloat as a for-profit company. So this is, this is how it all started. Basically, uh, we've been in business for 10 years. I've been, I have this product. 10 years ago, I started out of my own kitchen to fill a need for our family. We couldn't find a vegan uh, natural product that worked, deodorant that worked. Uh, at, so we created one and um, friends used it and it kind of exploded, uh, went all over the world. Um, I was in 200 stores and they were going, going back. So um, that part of the story is a high level overview. A year, actually about a year ago, I uh, kept thinking, you know, there's got to be something more we can do because I knew animal agriculture is the leading cause of everything you mentioned. Um, and we, when you read more into it, it's even worse than we think. Dr. Silas Rao has an amazing white paper um, that I share with everybody on this topic because his numbers uh, uh, just bl will blow your mind as to exactly how, how much impact uh, animal agriculture has on the world. So I, I thought, you know, we got to do something. I just didn't quite know what it was. COVID hit and we decided to completely rebrand what we were doing and offer this donation model that we're just so excited about. So uh, what we do is we uh, basically uh, choose organizations vegan organizations specifically, uh, you know, and um, offer 100% of all uh, campaign profits to them. So it's 100% of um, all the profits, we give them a page and anyone going through that link that purchases the deodorant from um, their own unique link will receive uh, uh, the profit. So we're just so thrilled. Our first one is with Nation Earth and um, it's going extremely well. We're going to keep it open. We love working with them. And we decided uh, to, to have, there's a pig trial going on in, in uh, Canada, Jane. It's the pig trial. Three, three amazing or four amazing uh, activists are uh, charged with about 25, you know, 21 rather. They're charged, uh, they're, you know, facing criminal charges for uh, exposing the truth on uh, a pig farm here in Canada. And we decided to uh, help them with their trial through this company. It's the first one we're going to do. Now, I want to also mention that, you know, in the past, it's been for-profit companies. I noticed they have such a hard time aligning themselves with something so polarizing, you know, for fear of um, maybe losing customers or whatever the case may be. But it's like, you know, when you stand for something. So I noticed I, I've been following companies like Patagonia, for instance, you know, when they, uh, they're not vegan, but they stood up and they actually stood for something. They have a really cool labels. I encourage everyone to look them up. The labels actually say something like vote, vote the asshole out or something like along. Oh yeah. Let's keep it clean. Oh yes. Yes. Right. Um, bleep that out for me, Jane. Mm -hmm. um, anyways, their, their labels are amazing. And you know, what's cool is the companies that do this, um, we have found to be even more inc incredible and popular. I mean, let me ask you something. If you have a product, let's say it's a skincare 
or a whatever lip gloss. And one of the, one of them is on a shelf and it just sells lip gloss and plastic. And then the other one is on the shelf that sells uh, the same product, but they're vegan owners and they're activists or they're, you know, donating, donating back to activism. Which one would you choose? Of course I would choose the one that is uh, for vegan activists. And uh, I, I think you're raising a great point. It's the veganomy. For example, well, prior to COVID, I haven't gotten my haircut since COVID, so you can probably see it's like a national park. But um, I had, and I will return hopefully one day to my vegan hairdresser. I have, a, have a vegan handyman. He was able to do some work, incredible work outside here, um, even during the pandemic. Uh, I have a vegan bookkeeper. I have a vegetarian accountant, but I'm working on him. So my feeling is I want to support the veganomy. This is one of the reasons why Jane Unchained just created Plant-Based Neighbor. And Plant-Based Neighbor is um, basically a way for vegans to connect with other vegans in their neighborhood and beyond. So a lot of the things that you might need, let's say pandemic aside for the moment, uh, because obviously that's changed everything, but some of it still applies. But if you, let's say, you're all going to a veg fest, you want a ride share, right? So wouldn't that be great to be able to um, know who your vegan neighbors are so you can all share a car? Um, also, um, if you are surrounded by people who are barbecuing dead animals and you're feeling isolated and um, depressed by that, which happens to me you know, every 4th of July, you could contact your vegan neighbors through Plant-Based Neighbor and let's have a vegan cookout. Let's have a vegan block party. So this is a way to harness the power of community uh, locally, but it's also a way right now to um, meet people from across the globe. Let's say, again, in a quote-unquote normal world, you're traveling to Berlin you could uh, meet some friends on Plant-Based Neighbor and then they could show you the best restaurants in Berlin, which happens to be one of the most vegan cities in the world. Scooch up a little bit because you're a little far away from the camera and the mic. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, great, we get to see your very, very beautiful face. Um, so um, that is our way of trying to connect vegans together. But your way, which we're talking about today is also very interesting. I don't think there's just one answer. I think we have to be doing all of this. And so tell us what your model is. You have a deodorant. Mm -hmm. It is a, um, a cruelty-free, vegan, uh, plastic-free deodorant with a very low footprint, as your motto says, which is wonderful. I can't wait to use it because, honestly, this morning I looked opened my drawer and I said, damn, I've got some um, plastic here that doesn't need to be here. Yeah. Okay. So one of the things that I personally am trying to do is to avoid plastic whenever possible. For that reason alone, I would get your product. Okay. Because why should I be buying plastic when I don't have to? I mean, it's, it's, it's polluting the world. Okay. After, after the destruction of the planet from animal agriculture, I would say that's probably the second most horrific thing happening um, on this planet is the, the plasticization of the world uh, where beautiful atolls in the middle of the Pacific have garbage piled all over them. And shame on the companies that don't transition. I mean, uh, I would say almost 20 years ago, I went to a, uh, an event here in LA where a man 
created uh, soda bottles that were made out of a corn. And he showed us a video where they biodegraded in 45 days, approximately, my memory serves me correct, in a landfill. We could have no plastic bottles. But you know what? I ran into him a few years later. I said, what happened to your project? He said, oh, they killed it. They, they being the big they killed it. Yeah. So, you know, people don't want to transition. Change is always difficult. Okay. Change is always difficult for me too. I'm not coming up here. I'm, I uh, have been eating a lot healthier during the pandemic and really trying to, to walk the walk of fruits, vegetables, nuts, and grains first. And, you know, now I'm getting used to it. But at first it was like, oh, I can't have this. I can't have that. You know, uh, change is not easy. If, yeah. it were easy. if it were easy, everybody do it. But the benefits, the rewards are extraordinary. So for that reason alone, I applaud your product. And full transparency, one of the reasons we were talking about this uh, today is that we had a conversation just a couple of days ago where you said you would like to support Jane Unchained with your deodorant. And I said, wow, that's fantastic. I would love that. And then we started talking about the veganomy and the many ways that we could utilize vegan products to give back. And the last thing I'll say is that... um, well, I'll let you take it away because I do have a product I'd like to show that is a very good illustration of the veganity. But tell me how it works. What would you say to describe your product and how it ends up benefiting vegan nonprofits who are spreading the message about a vegan world? Okay, I'm going to get there in one moment. I need to talk about the plastic issue just, just to piggyback on what sure. you were saying. Number one, unfortunately, during COVID, the plastic issue has gone up because we have more takeout. We have more um, different things. And if restaurants aren't using biodegradable items, it's an issue for the world. And so here's how I look at plastic. I looked at my veganism as a lifestyle. And if, you know, if, um, if I'm going to live in alignment with my true values for this earth and how, how plastic is destroying our earth, and it had to be biodegradable. Honestly, that should be the bare minimum because it is possible. We have uh, packaging, it exists, it's out there and it's being created and luckily things are changing. So these companies won't be killed in the future. Animals get caught in plastic every single day. Millions of them die every year because they're caught in plastic. So that should be the bare minimum, in my opinion, for companies that have packaging available for liquid products like shampoos and, you know, water and stuff. That's all developing. There's seaweed products, there's corn, there's all this stuff happening. So I just want to put it out there and say, looking at a company in 2020 that is not looking to be out of plastic, they're going to be left behind. So please look at the biodegradable side of things. As for our model, I can explain it this way. Basically, we thought, you know, we have this company, we have an extremely popular product and there's so many, I'm gonna encourage other companies to do it too because all it is is uh, seeking out the causes or the organizations we care about that we know they're making an incredible difference in this world and um, creating a page, we create a specific page for them uh, and a link and um, offer it to them and they share, they share it. Uh, it's up to them to, uh, you know, scream through the rooftops, whether one visitor comes to that page or 10,000 visitors comes to, to that page. Our company pledges um, 100% of our after tax or the full, full uh, campaign profits to them. So we have so much, um, so many exciting ones uh, on our radar. And we're starting with, uh, of course, Jane Unchained, you're on the list for the next one for sure. So I'm so excited about that. 
Um, and, you know, our goal is to make the biggest impact possible for you. Our goal is to, um, we know that um, during COVID, the other thing that happened, Jane, is funds, donations are down and animal exploitation yeah. is up. I know it's mm. hard to hear, but talking to our friend Damien Mander, who is uh, International Anti-Poachers Foundation and also Horse Sea Shepherd, they're really intercepting illegal activity on the ocean. Damien's intercepting illegal activity, you know, on, on, on the earth <laughs> in, in yeah. Africa. And um, not just those two organizations, but both of them say donations are down, um, exploitation or poaching is up. We need to start as, I believe, corporations uh, at the corporate level, companies can make a massive difference in what's happening in the world today. Um, we can vote with our dollars as consumers, but, but uh, it's up to companies to provide ethical products and safe products, safe for the body, safe for the animals, and safe for our earth. It's up to us. So, uh, so that's what we're doing. We're providing the safety and we're providing the donation model. Uh, and if anyone wants to reach out to me, you know, to learn more, I'm, I'm very open to that. And we have an incredible team, by the way. I couldn't do this without them. Let me ask you this question, because this is what, you know, we live in a world that values monetization. In fact, one of the reasons I created the nonprofit is it, my non-vegan, my pre-vegan friends, hopefully they're pre-vegan, not just non-vegan, yeah. constantly ask me, how you going to monetize it? That seemed to be the only question they had about everything I was doing. Yeah. And I would always respond, well, how did they monetize the Underground Railroad? Like, try to blow their mind. Like, guess what? There's some things that are more important than making money. But what I realized was that nobody could comprehend something that wasn't either a for-profit or a non-profit, okay? Either it had to be a for-profit, make money, or it had to be a non-profit, we're not trying to make money. If you just did something to do it because it was the right thing to do, nobody could wrap their mind around that. Uh-uh. And people would even think, well, we'd go to restaurants and profile, they were kind of trying to figure out what's your angle. I was like, we just want to promote veganism. <laughs> but so once we became a non-profit, people got it. So let me ask you, how do you survive if you're taking 100% of your after-tax profits, which I applaud entirely, and donate them? Why 100%? And I'm sure that there's a very good reason. Yeah, absolutely. So there's, we have a company, it's a for-profit company, and we have our createanimpact.org. Uh, create so all sales from that go to our company. All sales from, so we have these specific pages for organizations that go to uh, the specific organization. Now, at the end of the year, um, so on top of the campaigns, on top of what's happening with, we, we actually, so our profit margin after companies taken care of is roughly 15%, you know, right around there, 12 to 15%. So that's, that's what we offer to uh, organizations. Of course, the company's taken care of first, expenses, uh, you know, uh, packaging products, uh, it, you know, employees, all of that stuff is taken care of at the end of the year. So anything, you know, when we offer profits at the end of the year to, uh, to animal advocacy or animal liberation, it's always after tax profits. So we're talking two different things, though. My model is uh, the model that, that we are so extremely, I think we're even pioneering what we're doing. I haven't found another company to be able to do this. Some people offer the 1%, the 10%, and, but um, I've had quite a few companies reach out to me as well. But the, the model is that 
the specific organization that we partner with has their own unique page. And we see, you know, our program shows us any sales through their page. That's what's offered to them. Oh, okay. Yep. So it's 100% of the profits that come through their page yes. to your company. Every single sale. Yes. Yep. Okay, that makes sense. We've got a caller, Sarah. Your question or thought, Sarah? Hi. Wow. This is really great. I love this concept. And I was going to ask a question. When I'm shopping often in stores that sell animal products, as in dog food, cat food, and stuff like that, pet, pet stores, they usually ask me at the end if I want to donate to a certain charity. And I always say, you know, I give my money to animals. And it always happens to me also in the grocery store. I'm sure it happens to many people. What do you think about trying to get into some of these places and, ha- you know, when we're buying our groceries and we want our, you know, stuff, to- money to go to animals and not to some place that's going to give people cancer? What do you think about that? Um, sure. Maybe I'll go first, Jane. And I know you probably have some thoughts on that. Would you go? Yeah. Okay. So I do have thoughts on that. Number one, I would like to thank you, Sarah, for the question. That's amazing. And I'm, um, your heart's huge, by the way, to even ask it and donate. And I think uh, customers these days, consumers are really, really uh, interested in having their money go even further because they know that uh, things are harming our earth. For example, like I mentioned earlier, if a product, one product on the shelf doesn't do any donations and the same product, same price beside it does, Nine times out of ten, they will choose the product that makes an impact or that's a, a, a you know a purpose driven. So um, I also want to say that I purchase I I buy vegan items from non-vegan places as well, and I'll tell you why I do it. I do it because um, it, every time I pay for something that's vegan in somewhere, say it's a Beyond Burger, say somewhere it, vo- it casts a vote. Uh, it casts a vote saying we want more of this product. What I would rather do, what I prefer to do is buy from vegan owned, of course. Now I know that doesn't answer your question, but I want to get that out there because I do think, I do understand um, vegans who purchase like from KFC or from um, certain places that they want to cast that vote and make sure that that vegan product becomes super popular or vegan dog food that I buy, by the way, from my um, pet shop, I, I cast that vote that, it, that we need more of it. Um, but to answer your question, this model can certainly be applied there. Um, our personal product, we're, we're going to be in 1,500, our retail expansion plan is 1,500 stores. So people will have that option. Uh, as far as the donation uh, is concerned, I would actually be really cautious who I donate to as well. Um, I mean, you know, I'm not sure what else to say about that other than do your research on, on who you're donating to and where the funds go. I've chosen our organizations uh, like Jane, for instance, because I know the money is in incredible hands and it will go directly to to the activism and to basically the animals, which are at the core of my every thought are the victims you know throughout history there's been different victims um they're still victims human victims child children are victims still in this world uh uh animal agriculture hurts human beings hurts uh the most marginalized people in the entire world and that's why we've decided to focus on uh abolishing exploitation in the animal world or liberating animals so I'm excited with the ones we've chosen. I'm not sure if that answers your question. Maybe, maybe Jane, you'd like to add some more. Well, yeah, I was reading how Bill Gates and Warren Buffett are giving, you know, massive, massive, massive amounts of their incredible 
wealth to charity. Uh, and uh, that there was somebody, it was an article saying they were inspired to do it by somebody who set up this model. Yeah. And I thought, okay, that's great, but you're absolutely right. Where is the money going? If the money is going to torturing animals in research, um, that's actually hurting us, okay? Because a lot of money is wasted torturing animals and it doesn't apply to humans. Many drugs that are uh, okay with animals are not good with humans and vice versa. I mean, I'll give you the basic example. Dogs will die if they eat chocolate, okay? Dogs, uh, grapes are poisonous to dogs. I, th we're not dogs. We don't have tails. We don't have snouts. We don't have paws. Yet they will torture mice and rabbits. Uh, it, it's horrific. So if you're giving billions of dollars to that, are you helping the world? No. So what we're saying is, and it's really scary sometimes how the best and the brightest aren't so bright. And I always point out that the best and the brightest was a sarcastic title. And basically what it said is, this is what the best and the brightest brought us, the Vietnam War. Uh, and so uh, my feeling is you have to be very careful where you give your money. Uh, personally, I feel that giving money to organizations that are promoting veganism is the number one thing you can do to save this planet. We are on a trajectory. And uh, I actually did a documentary on this, uh, profiling the work of Dr. Silas Rao. This is called Countdown to Year Zero. Watch it before it's too late. It's on Amazon Prime. If you're an Amazon Prime member, it's free. We did it informationally through the nonprofit to let people know that the clock's ticking. The clock is ticking. There is a finite amount of land on this earth. Trees absorb carbon. That's what keeps the temperature low. The carbon absorption of the trees and also the ocean, which we're also killing in a different way. If we kill all the trees and wipe out all the trees on this planet, which we're in the process of doing, 68% of all wildlife has already been wiped out because you wipe out their habitat, they become homeless and they die off, okay? Uh, and we're doing that at an alarming rate and it's accelerating. It's not getting any better despite all the talk about climate change and our house is on fire. It's not getting any better. It's getting worse. Uh, the Amazon is being destroyed at, at, a, at a rate that is, is beyond mind boggling to, to create cattle grazing land. The logging is a byproduct. So for me, what we outlined in the documentary is if we stop destroying the forests, if we stop destroying uh, the forest to create cattle grazing land and cropland to feed animals, mm. not to feed people, we eat a tiny percentage of all the soy that's produced. 75, 80% of the soy goes to farm animals, farmed animals. Mm -hmm. So if we did that, if we then began reforesting the um, farmland that we're not using and the, and the cattle grazing land, we let that go back into a natural forest, we could then start immediately reducing the temperature of the earth back to where it was about 200 years ago and avoid an ecological apocalypse. If we continue the way we're going now, it is very possible that 
life can become uninhabitable for humans and for all other living beings in the not-so-distant future. We're going to take a short break on Voice America, but we're going to stay live on Facebook. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. Are you ready for provocative discussions with some of today's most powerful movers and shakers? Tune in to The Art of Significance, featuring Dan Clark, the modern-day Napoleon Hill, who interviews the wealthiest, most successful celebrities and business leaders on the planet who are using their influence to change the world. From authors to entertainers, sports figures, educators to military leaders, Dan covers multiple topics. Tune in every Monday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Tune in to the Tony D'Urso Show with key influencers for entertaining and thought-provoking weekly discussions with some of the top stars in their fields. From business, sports, and science to entertainment, music, and literature, Tony's guests share their success and give their wisdom. If you're looking to manifest your vision and see how others have done so, be sure to listen to the Tony D'Urso Show every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencer channel the voice america talk radio network is on instagram make sure you follow us and comment on our pictures from behind the scenes at our radio shows live events and around the network we want to see what you have to share as well check us out on instagram at voice america talk radio we don't follow we lead. join us the voice america influencers channel You are listening to Jane Unchained. To reach the show today, call in to 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email in to News at gmail.com. Now back to the show. All right, we're here on Voice America Radio. I always want to thank our executive producer, Tacey Trump, and Andrew in the control room. We're here with Margot Corey of impact, which is a very, very low impact, cruelty-free, good for the planet deodorant. And it's also a model for giving back and helping to create a vegan world and save the world in the process because the profits go to non-profit charities that are trying to let people know you don't need to kill to survive. We've got a caller. Paige, your question or thought? Yes, thank you so much. Uh, first of all, I'm really excited to try your deodorant. I wanted to see if you could show us on the air as well as if you could tell us what products you have coming down the pike. So that's number one. And then number two, have you seen the film Kiss uh, the Ground? And I wanted to uh, see what your thinking is on that, Margot. Very nice to meet you. So nice to meet you, Paige. Yes, I can show it to you. I'm going to grab one real quick. Yeah, yeah, that would be great. Um, you know, and, and this is something we all need to do is support products that are not made with plastic. Um, for example, dishwasher detergent, you can get the little cubes and it comes, it's still plastic, but it's less plastic than that thick plastic container. Um, I was trying to find during the pandemic. Yes, take a look at that. Put it, can you put it up close? Sure. There we go. Look at that. Let me let me go full screen on you there. Okay. 
So this, this is 100% um, biodegradable. It's gone in, uh, we tested it. It's gone in roughly 90 days, um, even less sometimes in damp weather. And it's completely, completely gone into the earth. You just, people have uh, sent us pictures of little flowers growing in it. You can just literally throw it in your garden. Um, we have plans for, for, to do really, really neat things with it. And um, I just want to say that, uh, you know, thank you so much for um, thinking this way. More and more people have to think this way. And as I said before, it's the bare minimum. I just want to make a, uh, well, Paige, I want to answer your question about uh, kiss the ground. Uh, I have not seen it yet. I have so many friends have sent it to me. John actually uh, himself, the, one of the producers, uh, sent me, and I can't wait to watch it with Joshua. I mean, look, I'm on team regenerative farming. This is the thing. I, I think that it's an amazing idea. I believe in veganic farming, and it's not just a belief thing. It's actually been proven to be the most sustainable for our earth. Veganic means uh, vegan organic, and um, there's so much research going into all of that. But I can't watch, wait to watch the film. There's so many amazing people uh, and vegans, so many cool vegans in it, like Woody, Woody Harrelson, I believe. So... Uh, have you, have you seen it, Jane? No, I haven't. Um, I just want to stay focused on this, though. Um, but yeah, that question, Paige. Um, <laughs> so, okay, so when we're buying products, and it's very hard during the pandemic, hmm. because, you know, a lot of things are unavailable. But I did notice at one point, and I tried to buy it again, I haven't been able to get it again, that they have, like, um, laundry detergent in a uh, cardboard container. It looks yeah. just like the plastic, but it's cardboard. There's a little plastic on top. Of course, I went for that. And I was like, yay. Um, all of these things could be made that way. There's very few products that need to be made with plastic. Yeah. I get it, sick to my stomach and feel guilty that I'm ordering things and, the, and there's plastic. Um, yeah. It feels like I don't have a choice, but there is a choice that we as consumers can have. And um, it's about making smart choices and maybe, maybe making non-intuitive choices. Now, I do need soap to wash my, my clothes. Yeah. So, <laughs> I, I'm a little limited in that, in that regard, but certainly um, I think you're a revolutionary in a lot of ways because is there a way that you can form some kind of organization to encourage all sorts of companies yes, to start yes. using this biodegradable cardboard as opposed to this plastic that lasts, lasts how many thousands of years? Unfortunately, even the, the liquids these days on shelves, like I know the one you're talking about, unfortunately, they have to line it with something. And nine times out of 10, it's plastic you know, looks nice on the outside. Uh, hopefully they're going towards the corn based inside. But to answer your question, yes. Uh, for detergent, I use a company called True Earth, but there's all sorts of companies now that they're just those little strips that you just, you know, break up and throw in. It doesn't come in this huge thing. But anyway, everything is changing. And yeah, I mean, forming a sustainable uh, coalition of businesses would be, would be amazing. And the products we have, like we've formulated a, a skincare, we formulated so much that's coming down the pipeline through Impact. Deodorant's just the first one. We're basically going to offer our amazing, amazing customers um, anything that they really need, maybe a bathroom kit, something like that. But for now, the focus is deodorant. And um, I love that, uh, you know, that the, 
the demand and the, the fact that people are just like, we were actually blown away even years ago before it was in the biodegradable packaging. And now when this shit sits on a shelf uh, in a store next to something that is plastic, people are very, very curious. This looks, you know, beautiful. And um, so I, I want to encourage all companies to do that. For, I love the topic of systemic change. And that's the only way we can do it. Sure, we can vote with our dollars. But if companies offer only this option, or only sustainable ethical options, that's what the consumers have to choose. So I want, I want I, to I want this product very quickly, Brewing Good. Mm. Now they, this is coffee, I order it, and uh, really good coffee. And the reason I'm bringing up Brewing Good, which I met them, I met the couple who runs this, mom and pop mm. capitalism, by the way. Um, uh, if you go to a veg fest, all you see are couples and mother-daughter teams and father-son teams and father-daughter teams and brother teams and sister teams and friend teams creating great products and offering them for sale. This product, they donate a percentage of their profits to a different animal, farmed animal sanctuary every month. Hmm. So um, you can see it comes in paper. It's not in plastic. Uh, very good. Fair trade, organic, bird friendly, bird friendly. And so I do love my coffee. I've given up everything else. I'm more than 25 years sober, 25 and six months approximately sober. I don't smoke. I don't, I gave up sugar last year, processed sugar. Um, but I'm hanging on to my coffee, girl. I can't give that up. Not, not yet. And anyway, I don't think it's that bad for you in moderation. It might yeah. even be good for you. So brewing good makes me feel good when I have a coffee in the morning. I know, well, okay, I'm not, it's, it's shade grown because it's bird friendly. It's mm -hmm. giving a percentage to charity, but specifically farmed animal sanctuaries. That's a vegan charity. So I would love to have every single product that I have to buy have this component. Hmm. And so what, what we can do, hopefully with the veganomy, is inspire other companies to give that percentage. And then that would encourage vegans, such as myself and yourself, hmm. to use those products. It's Absolutely. kind of like creating an ecosystem hmm. where we are... Instead of being bad consumers, we're being good consumers and helping change. Yes, and good companies too, because I know how um, sometimes large companies, you mentioned Mon Pa. Well, I believe in the Mon Pa and I believe in supporting. I believe the Mon Pa uh, need to go big for the sake of this world. I believe that that good money in the good hands, you know, is what's going to change it. And that's why I love the veg economy. That's why I love what you're doing. May I just say, um, you mentioned alcohol and the big bucks, you know, billions of dollars could be transferred and all this. A we are by all, you know, in the grand scheme of things, we're getting started. We're kind of a, you know, we're growing. So we're this kind of small, medium-sized company. If one, we figured this out based on how our donations and our, uh, projections and uh, the income, if 1% of vegans alone in the United States switch their deodorant, we will donate $4 million to animal liberation. So it's, it's like, it's significant. I'm not saying that to toot our horn. I'm saying that because if you're out there thinking that maybe my company can't make a difference or I, my purchase can't make a difference, that is massive. And also, um, and, and it grows. And that's at the stage it is now. So if 1% of all vegans in the United States alone, just, just the United States, <laughs> we donate $4 million to liberate animals. And basically that's human liberation. When you liberate animals, it liberates human beings. 
um, because we know what animal agriculture is doing to the earth. So, yeah, um, I mean, there's many different examples, but that's a great example because, frankly, I'm pro deodorant. <laughs> I don't mean, I don't want people giving up their deodorant. Yeah. Um, so we need to use deodorant. We need to use toothpaste. Okay. I was horrified when I heard about the fact that the toothbrushes, the plastic toothbrushes are, um, you know, such a plague on the world because for some reason, plastic toothbrushes can't be recycled. I heard somewhere that may not be true. I don't want to spread anything that's not true, but I, I think there's some challenges with toothbrushes. And so, you know, there are wooden toothbrushes. You can get a toothbrush. I have one now. I wish I could run back there and show you. Mm. But you could use a, a wooden toothbrush. You can also walk around with a bamboo um, utensil set, which I have had. I've run through several of them uh, and uh, just always decline plastic forks and knives. Use that bamboo utensil set. There are so many things we can do. Um, and... I think that what we have to figure out, and I'm just brainstorming, and let me just say something, uh, Margot. I've found some of the incredible breakthroughs we've made this in this phase have happened on live because live focuses the mind. You don't want to just chat mindlessly. You want to say something meaningful. So if there's a pack of, let's say, a dozen things that everybody needs to survive, okay, or to function in our modern-day world, deodorant, toothpaste, a toothbrush, shampoo, conditioner, um, you know, certain basics. Mm-hmm. And we coffee, for some people like myself, that's a, considered an absolute basic. And we come up with that model where you're, you've got the deodorant covered, Brewing Good has the coffee covered, then we get the toothpaste, we get, and it, it, it fits all bills. It's done with an environmentally sensitive, plastic-free, low footprint, giving money to charity, vegan charities. Yeah. I think that could be like um, almost like an award show, right? And then people would sign up to say, I'm using those products. Those are my go-tos. And there could even be like a box that comes, you know, with all those products, Because honestly, I go through kind of this guilt neurosis thing every time I'm shopping for something, even if it's cruelty-free with the toothpaste, it comes in plastic. You know what I mean? And so that's a great project. It's an amazing project. It's an amazing project. One to talk about for sure and uh, or even just do, you know, because it's easy. It's fun to do. Um, the plastic thing really kills me too. I mean, every time you order, I ordered a bamboo toothbrush and it came enrobed in plastic, three, two or three layers of the plastic in a, for a bamboo toothbrush. So that's why I want to encourage companies. There's our shipping material is biodegradable. Like even wow. the, when you order it, cause that's a very difficult step for some people. You know, the shipping materials usually plastic or the bubbles or something. It's available. It's out there and it's up to us and our responsibility to do it for the earth and for animals. And so that's the step that we're to, we, we will not compromise at all on number one, quality, quality, safety, 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 um, which includes the packaging, you know, even like this, I mean, people can, this is the, what the, the box that they come and accept. Oh, it's a new branding, gorgeous. you know? Yeah. 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 So that's what the, so there's like, like, it's crazy. And so, 
So, yeah, I agree with you. Um, get the companies together, you know, whatever products uh, we're, we want to look. I look at it this way. You and I met through activism. You know, you and I met because the animals were at the core of everything that we do. This is what we uh, I believe in all of that. Um, I have now I it, I it was two separate categories, my business and my personal activism heart. Right now I have mesh them. And it just, I wake up every single morning, so thrilled to go to work because, you know, it's my activism. It's actually part of my daily heart in my life. So I'm so excited. Well, yeah. And that's how I feel. I mean, for years I was a crime reporter and I did the crime. I have basically, I'll make a confession, zero interest in crime. I'm not a crime buff. Um, It's just not something that, but I found myself in that genre and I was able to do an animal segment, usually wherever I went, quite frequently, even once a week. And uh, that kept me going. Now, running a nonprofit, I get to do my passion every single day, pretty much 24 hours a day with a few uh, naps in between. But um, I, I like this idea. I also think it could be global. Um, have you ever um, worked or reached out to, um, let's say, the prototype vegan supermarket Vegans that is based in Berlin, which when I visited, I thought, I'm in heaven. Uh, it's, it's like a Whole Foods, except it's 100% vegan. And it's big. Yeah. And they even have a yeah. store where they sell shoes. Uh, everything, everything is um, done in this sustainable way. I'm not saying they don't have any plaques plastic, but it's a very sustainable mm. store and it's 100% vegan. Uh, in a way, um, you know, that, that is also part of the solution for the veganity. Mm. Absolutely. Yes, there are every, all those stores are on the list. Uh, we had to focus, we're re- focused on, um, our investors are actually vegan too, by the way. I just want to say they're all, we're all like an incredible vegan activist company, but we have a retail expansion plan. First, it's online and companies too, uh, uh, finally doing it right after the 10 years, we're focused on uh, online uh, and partners and getting the word out about the causes that we care about and that the world should hear about. And we're going to also focus an arm of the company on retail expansion, which includes all that you mentioned. There's a store in Florida. Um, I, I Stephen, um, I can't remember even, but do you remember the store? It's, it's like a chain. It's a vegan store. Uh, there's in Berlin. There's all over the world. I'm just so excited because that supports them too. And, and being in stores like that allows people to purchase locally as well, which people love. You just say, hey, go to your local store. You don't have to buy it online. So for people who want to purchase online, it's an option, but people who want to go down to the store, it's another option. So um, I want to spread the word about others doing incredible work, like your coffee company you mentioned. And we just, I think, uh, as always, uh, you know, unification and making sure that we are supportive of one another would be awesome. That's why I like your box idea. Yeah, I think that there's, there's other issues as well. Um, there's the cryptocurrency. There's vegan cryptocurrencies that are cropping up. And uh, that is always a very tricky subject because people don't know um, that much about it. It's a bit of a mystery and a black hole. But however, that we're going to, it's, it appears because of the pandemic, we're really veering. And I just read an article about this this morning. We're on a fast track to go to a cashless society. Because people are actually afraid of touching the cash because of the whole COVID fear. And also people aren't going outside. 
I've had uh, a whole bunch of 20s, you know, few, maybe a couple hundred in my pot, in my, in my wallet for, for months now. Uh, I haven't got out to spend any money. And so I think a lot of us are going cashless in a big way. So um, the cryptocurrency aspect could also be something. I mean, there's, there's a whole mix here. There's so much to discuss. But what would you say to companies who say, because there are so many vegan companies and hopefully some vegan entrepreneurs are watching and they say, look, we're already burdened because we do things the right way, the morally right, the, the moral way, the ethical way. We don't cut corners. We don't use exploited labor. We don't um, use horrific, torturous things like, for example, some coconut companies are, are use enslaving uh, monkeys to pick coconuts and do not buy any coconut milk or coconut cream before going online to Animal Place and finding out which companies do and don't um, use uh, monkeys to pick their coconuts. Human beings are vile. We've, we find ways to exploit animals for the most bizarre reasons. But in any case, uh, my point being that uh, we, can, we can come together with this and really come up with a new model that is, is going to bring the vegan movement the kind of money it needs to make the change. That's the key. And this is the complaint or the uh, issue that when, because, you know, you and I have been around vegan organizations. And of course, it's like, do they ever, do we ever have enough money to do the activism that the animals deserve? The answer is no. The opposition, or if it was a movie, you know, the, uh, uh, what's the word? I can't even think of the word. But anyway, the, the, it's way, it's, look, as much as we want to admit it, uh, animal agriculture is still around and it's not going anywhere fast, you know, um, even small scale farming, even though uh, they don't, they emit far more than they sequester, even on a small scale farm. So all that to say, um, we have to do it, Jane, I, you know, we'll, look, if we don't have a world or if we don't have an earth or if the earth, you know, wild animals are going extinct by uh, so fast, faster than we can talk about it. Why, if wild animals go extinct in the next few years, humanity is next. And if that happens, why own companies at all? Why have money? Why be for profit, right? So we need to do something and we need to do it now. And companies that aren't thinking like this, uh, I don't know what to say. I read uh, Yannick Silver's uh, uh, Evolved Enterprise and he said, companies that aren't thinking like this in five years are going to be dead in the water. Well, look, I remember there's a documentary, Who Killed the Electric Car? And I know some of the people who had the electric cars in the 90s, early 90s. And uh, the big U.S. automotive company that developed it decided they didn't want to go through all the trouble of converting. And uh, this documentary, Who Killed the Electric Car? shows they literally took the cars back from the people, the test models that they loved. People were fighting them. No, I want my car. I want my electric car. And they were physically removed and destroyed. Mm, and the uh, automotive leader who made that terrible decision later said it was one of the worst. It was the worst decision of his life. He admitted yeah. it. Well, yeah. guess what? Now we've got Tesla. What? 30 years later? 30 years we had to wait? Yeah. And guess what? Those companies that hung on to that old model are struggling now. Yeah. So... Um, that's the lesson. And also, as you said, if it's too hot to walk across the street 
where's that going to leave tourism? Where's that going to leave the restaurant? Just like the pandemic, a zoonotic disease that stems from our abuse of animals. It jumped from uh, bats to pangolins. It first cropped up in a wet market in China, which is a, is a killing mm-hmm. facility where they had l- wild animals and domestic animals and blood and guts, and it's disgusting. Uh, and they're here in the United States too. Jane Unchained just had a live video a few minutes ago from a, a wet market, a killing mm-hmm. facility, retail killing facility in Chicago. And uh, uh, so that caused the pandemic so what's happening to the movie industry, to the sporting industry, to the airline industry, to uh, the travel industry, to mm. their, the, the, the arts, the uh, fashion industry? I, I, just looking at the newspaper this morning online, electronically, mm-hmm. I see that they're talking about the fashion industries. No more fashion shows, runway. I mean, the, the, all, our society is collapsing. Why? Because yeah. we abuse animals and what obviously infuriates both of us is that that connection does not get made it doesn't get made and we're all scrambling around figuring out how to get it made and how what to do here because what's what pops up is the problems of covid and the plastic and all this but uh look we don't need to look at bats swine flu came from pigs and there's all these others it's not the last pandemic we're going to have that that's zoonotic um i think you know when I talk to people about this, it's almost like, like, you know, haze over their eyes or something. But if we don't start looking at a vegan lifestyle and, and looking at it faster and uh, it's, it's, you know, I don't know where the world's going. We are, we are also aiming to, ed- to be kind of an education piece on why vegan. It's not, you know, a kind of a professional approach to veganism. Um, yeah. And that's why I love the systemic corporate change so much, because look, I mean, I don't know if I believe in every single human's ability to listen and go vegan, but we can certainly start by um, allowing companies to have products that are cruelty free and not tested. And if it's it crazy with- people feel better to say plant based, fine. I don't care. Don't about care. You could say don't- throw the word vegan out, never say it again. I could care less. It's not killing and eating animals and using yeah. animals. It just leave animals alone. Leave it, them alone. I know. Plant-based. Yeah. Uh, I had someone no, tell me they don't identify. A lot of people are less threatened by the word plant-based. Vegan mm-hmm. has been demonized uh, yes. by, by the corporate interests who want us to get sick and then they can sell us yeah. all the pharmaceuticals and they, the fast food. And, you know, it's, it's not in your self-interest to eat animals and to abuse animals. It's self-destructive. It's like eating hair. It's like taking heroin, you know, yeah. it's addictive and it's also addictive. Margot. It's also taking antibiotics, by the way, you're also taking antibiotics and taking yeah. drugs and yeah, pharmaceuticals and all that. Cause it's fed to the animals. It's given to the animals. We've got 20 seconds. If you're a vegan support the veganomy, make an impact. Um, createanimpact.org, createanimpact.org for your deodorant. And uh, let's let's keep brainstorming to create this incredible vegan world. Thank you, Margot Corey. It's been such a pleasure and an honor speaking with you. Really, really, I think we came upon some good ideas. Mm-hmm. The honor is mine, Jane. And I also want to say happy belated birthday to you. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. All right, we'll talk soon. Thank Thank you, you. everyone, for joining us. 
See you next time. Thank you for tuning in to Jane Unchained. We hope you'll join Jane Velez Mitchell for the next edition of her program next Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Meanwhile, have a peaceful week. Thank you.